0: Is lost or saved, men. We're going to struggle, okay, in, in in being emotion or showing emotion or in having like quality discussions, okay. Like so, that, that's no surprise, right? And there's things that ladies are going to struggle with uh, as well, okay. And so as we go through this series, the first thing I ask, obviously, because we still have uh, nine weeks left on it, is just be willing to grow, okay. But then secondly, understand that as the Bible says in James, that this is a temptation that is common to all men, okay. So just because you're saved doesn't make you a more affectionate, better husband, okay? Every husband's going to struggle with pretty much 9 out of 10 of the same things. Every wife's going to struggle with probably 9 out of 10 same things. Personalities are different or whatever else. But surprisingly, no matter what you hear in 2018, the gender roles remain pretty strong through our genes uh, and how we perceive life and how we communicate and things like that. And so... When we look at this here, I wanted to start off with a couple of points, just talking about points to ponder. If Jesus is our example, here's a couple of things that I think he did. You can jot these down. This is just sort of precursor to get into the lesson, just because I was worried I wouldn't have enough to say. So first off, Jesus came to where we were. If you think about, obviously, he left heaven to go to where we were. And all of this, when you look at it, Jesus took a lot of time to understand how, where someone else was coming from, Okay. You really do have to understand where your spouse is coming from. We found a, a book that that uh, me and my wife have, uh, she started reading. I'm supposed to jump on and start reading with her as well, so we can be reading it together. Um, and that is, it's a book called uh, Men. Mars. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Men are whatever. Okay, however the title goes, women are from like Venus, men are from times. Mars, right? About- have you read it before? Four times. It's a good book, right? It's a really good book. Basically, it's talking about <laughs> like. You guys are aliens to each other,
1: time, right? Yeah, it's a good book. So, um time really yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: So, it's a, you know, it's a book. It's about 10 pages with a lot of pictures. No, it has a, it's, it's got a, you know, it's a, it's not huge. It's probably like, what, 100 pages, 120 pages, something like that? Normal size book, okay. So whatever you consider normal size. If you're into historical novels, normal size is like 790, right? Um, if you're into kids books and you're a mom, normal is like eight pages with a lot of pictures, I guess. So, but a normal size book is probably around 140 or whatever. But basically, what it's saying is, is that we don't speak the same language. So you're really going to have to work at seeing it from the other person's point of view. Obviously, right? And this is true in any engagement or argument or whatever else or, or part of life. Not that you argue, but the first point is that Jesus came to where we were. And then secondly, right there, Jesus spoke our language. Did you know this? When Jesus left heaven, that the, the language in heaven probably wasn't the universal language that he spoke while he was here on, on earth. Can you believe that? And so, um, but in order to relate, he, he spoke our language. Now, didn't speak English, uh, as some people would think, right? But uh, he came down, and, and he was amongst the Jews and the Jewish people, and so that's what he spoke, and he spoke their language, and he was relevant to them. And just know that you have, you have married somebody who speaks a different language than you do. I can guarantee you that, because uh, looks, it would appear that everyone in here has married someone of the opposite gender. And so you're going to approach problems differently. You're going to communicate things about things differently and stuff. That's why relationship jokes most of the time are so funny because, like, everybody gets them, right? Um, and single people think that they get them, but they don't really get them. And we know that that's true, right? When you're single, you're like, oh, yeah, it's funny because women and men are different. And, no, you don't get it. But when you're married, like, you really get those things. And then thirdly right here, this, I like this point a lot. Jesus saw what we could be and not what we currently are. Last week, I'm trying to remember who said something about this, one of the ladies said something about a talking point, how if my husband's affectionate, even when I feel like I'm not 100% on my game, it makes me feel really loved and cherished. In other words, he recognizes that this is probably not your best moment. When you live with somebody, we see a lot of their not so best moments. But when you love someone anyways through that, knowing that that's not what they are, this is just a bad day, you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, that goes a long ways. Uh, if you meet someone, you go to Walmart or whatever else, you have a chance encounter with someone, man, you're like, man, that person's really a jerk. Well, maybe, or, or maybe today they're, someone died in their family, maybe today they're having a horrible day, maybe they're going through a fight at home, maybe they're losing one of their kids, uh, and so they have that, so maybe. So all of those things are factors. Uh, we don't know those factors, we just make snap judgments on people just because we get angry at them or we don't like the way they drive or you know, whatever. But with our spouse, we know everything about them and we know when they're going through a hard time or we should and we know when they're um, struggling with things. And so us showing uh, them that love, not based on what they're currently doing, but based on who we know them to be, uh, goes a long, long, long way. So let's look at a couple of these first. We're going to look at uh, the five love languages. I realize that this is not the highest amount of biblical content uh, in a lesson series, and I understand that. I was kind of ready for this. Um, it's basically, his, his lessons are basically based off of the uh, His Needs, Her Needs book. Um, but I think it's very, very, very applicable for our class, which is why we chose it. So here we go. Here's the very first one right here. And this is words of affirmation, okay? So words of affirmation. So of our five love languages, the very first one is words of affirmation, okay? Now... Would you want to take a guess on which gender has this more? Women as their love language.
1: Women.
0: How many of you guys think it's men? It's men. It's not men. It's men a lot of times. times, Okay? And this is why this is this is something that ladies don't under I'll go back to um the the I think the four are out of town today. But Bobby said this from because she pointed thought about at the marriage conference. She said, and they've been, they've been together for a while now, but she said, I had no idea until he said something how much it meant for me to stop what I was doing when my husband came home from work, right? He's worked a long, you know, I don't know what time he gets home, whatever. Stop what I'm doing and turn on. And just say, hey, I'm so glad you are home. How was your day? That just quick, that recognition and affirmation. So she turns to me and she goes, is that true? Do you really, would you really want that? Is that really a big deal to you? And he goes, oh, more than you would know. So she's like, okay. So she started doing it. And so guys, because we put up, Basically, if you want to know what a guy's like like 90% of the time we're front and faking right, right. Um, And but really inside like, we're nervous about stuff. We're scared about things. We're insecure about things, whatever Every Sunday when I leave out of here, I always walk out the door going like oh, I did such a bad job on that lesson It was horrible. It was the worst man. I'm, I don't think I connected like that was horrible. Whatever else Every single week, it doesn't really matter, but every single week. That's how I leave from this room so when Sarah takes a, a second to, to compliment or say something about her, something specific that she liked about the lesson, which she often does, it goes a long, 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 long ways because we look like we got it together as guys, but uh, a lot of guys have words of affirmation as one of their uh, main uh, needs. All right, let's look at this right here. Spoken words. Spoken words because I really want to do a, a, a good job of trying to get out of time today. To affirm someone means to offer emotional support or encouragement. Now, this is why it's hard to identify. If you were to ask a guy, hey, man, you need some emotional support? It's not likely that that guy's like through tears, stained eyes. Yes, I need it so bad. Please reach out to me. Uh, but but a lot of guys do need it and, and, and ladies as well. And this is why it's important to take the test. Now, we were talking about this this morning, actually on the bus uh, with Karen and Norm. A lot of people, okay... Have a a primary love language, okay, and a secondary love language most of the time, okay. So understanding this goes a long ways. Uh, I was talking with uh, Sarah about this um, uh, last night, and so trying to figure out what her secondary was uh, because we think it's a mixture of just all the other four. No, I think that I know. I think I know what it is. Um, but what her primary is, I definitely know. And so it's important to at least identify what someone's primary love language is because that's what they're going to need the most of at most of the time. So if, ladies, your uh, guys' love language is primarily words of affirmation, then, then you need to take some time, you know, like, hey, thank you so much for what you did here, or whatever, whatever, whatever. And again, it might feel weird because you might be like, why would I need to compliment her? Why would I need to say, hey, good job? Like, he goes to work all the time. That's what what you supposed to do. You're supposed to pay your own bills. You're supposed to pay for this, right? Um, but just know that it goes a long ways. How many of you know that words of affirmation is one of your, or is your love language or one of your love languages or whatever. Okay. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, yeah. Okay, good. All right. Mine, mine is up because that is true for me uh, as well. Nick, we have the same. Hey, there you go, man. All right. You did a great job with the parking lot today, man. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, so, spoken uh, words, <laughs> and then non-verbal affirmations. Uh, oh, go to Proverbs 6, 12, Pro- sorry, Proverbs 12. Proverbs chapter number 12. <laughs> Hey, I'm telling you, some of you understanding this right here is going to revolutionize your relationship because you've been speaking Spanish the whole time to a French, you know, person, or you've been talking German to a, you know, whatever, Swahili or something. I don't know. 12.6 says this, the words of the wicked are to lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright shall deliver them. Talking about words, 18.21. This is one of my favorite verses about words. 18.21 says this, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Wow. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Someone who has words of affirmation, the upside is words can go a long way. you just saying like, hey, I really appreciate what you did. You worked so hard for our family or whatever. That goes a long, long ways. It carries somebody like a long, long ways. We talk about this sometimes when we go out soul winning. Um, you can go, you can knock a hundred doors. Okay. So I, I think yesterday um, I got around to 64 doors trying to invite for a for bus ministry. Okay. I had, I had from those 64 doors, I had one person who was pretty interested, another person was eh. And I walked away going like, man, that was awesome. What a good, that was a good time door knocking. Right? So if you look at my percentage, right, I'm under 5% in success rate. But if you are to knock a hundred doors and you meet two families they are like, yeah, hey, we'd love to come to church or whatever. They're good prospects for you. One of those families comes to church the next day. That's a great day out door knocking. Why? Because it goes a long ways. Okay. So sometimes just a couple of words or a couple of sentences can carry your man through or your lady through a whole week of what they need to put up with because they do go a long way. So knowing that is really good. And guess what? Words are free, which is awesome. Downside, careless words cut deep and last long. A lot of times, too, the tone of your word or whatever else. So if you're talking to a words of affirmation person, you're like, I don't understand. I'm not coming across as mean. Well, to them, they are because they're very sensitive to your body language and stuff. And you're not like smiling like a Cheshire cat as you say something. And so they don't know how to read it sometimes, okay? So that's right. Uh, Next, number two, acts of service. Acts of service. There's two different ones. This is your love language. Okay, awesome. all right. Yep. Acts of service. <laughs>
1: Get working. Let's go.
0: Show me. There's two ways to show me state uh, that you can do this. Number one, routine acts. Uh, someone said to me about this one. Facebook the other day or whatever, and uh, Erica commented and said that Donald does dishes at their house every every night. Is that true? Right, night. Okay, so Christina knows that's that's her brother so that's a routine action for him okay he constantly does it he probably does it at least six days a week probably all seven days a week whatever but the point is, is it's a routine she knows she worked whatever but he's got the dishes so that works really well for them okay i bet you that erica has acts of service as her primary secondary love language i wouldn't know we could ask her but um donald's has identified a good routine that shows his wife hey i got you i got this i'm taking care of you so those are good to have and then also the second one i want to throw in if you're writing things down and i hope you are because this is going to go a long ways guys you're going to want this and ladies too uh is random acts random acts okay so this is doing something uh that would be maybe a surprise okay now this is not like picking up flowers this is going to be later on in receiving gifts but this is probably like putting up shelves. Yes, thank you so much. It's the blessing and the cursing of oh, wow. being a teacher, right? So, thank you, Deborah. Does Ward need to put up shelves for you? Yeah, this <laughs> is definitely random acts of service, all right? Definitely <laughs> random acts of service.
1: <laughs> can we plan that one, though? <laughs> <random acts laughs> I don't know, I mean, it can't be routine. I don't know. <laughs>
0: I think if you do mo- as much like house redecorating as my wife does, it has to be a routine act not a random act because there's a lot of, there's a large amount to to do and stuff like that. So.
1: Right. You got to act. Absolutely.
0: How many of you have this as your primary love language you think or as a love acts of service like when someone does something for you, show me the service, I guess, right? Show me the service. Ashley, yes. Okay. Brandon, get after those honeydews. All right, that's good. I went by and visited Brandon last week. He was outside. He was trim- were you trimming your hedges or what were you doing? trimming the
1: butterfly bushes.
0: Butterfly bushes. Okay, that's good. And so Ashley greatly appreciated that. Right, her heart goes boom boom. So that's good right there. All right, good. All right, next right there. Number three is receiving gifts. Receiving gifts. All right, how many of you are high-maintenance and you like a lot of money? No. All right, so receiving <laughs> gifts. You'll admit to this one, okay? <laughs> typically, and this is the two things that we're going to show about this right here, is typically there's uh, two types of things on this. Um, number one, write this down. Meaningful, not expensive, usually wins with this person. So a... You know a a card right that has meaning behind it or remembering a special date or hey I want to take you to the place that we first um, (coughs) you know went on went on uh, had a first date or you know our our first kiss or whatever that sort of thing after you're married of course all of those things go a long ways because it's meaning it adds in meaning right and obviously you took some time in putting this together what doesn't usually do well here is like gas station cards right Um, because it was sort of like you forgot on the way home and you stopped at giant you know that kind of thing Um, I brought you a 44 ounce drink you know like that doesn't really go very far with someone who likes receiving gifts so you know how it goes man you know how it goes yes And then B right here, thoughtful, not thrown together. Thoughtful, not thrown together. If you're a last minute person, like Jeremy Lennon time, then uh, you're going to struggle being married to someone who is receiving uh, gifts as their primary language because you're always going to have to work and do something called planning ahead, okay? Um, I, I, uh, I, I, distance from my wife. We went, we went somewhere what cause it cause her birthday whatever. Right. And so we're driving there and she's like, so where are we staying tonight? And I was like, you know what, we're going to find out cause I'm going to book that right about now. <laughs> uh, and so we had to, we had to find out. and it worked out so, so well. Um, but she's, she's flexible with my, with my faults and flaws and stuff. We had a, we had a really good time. So, um, it, it's good, but this, if you're married to this person right here, you're probably going to have to have a little more, uh, for All right. And usually, unfortunately, opposites a Tracked, okay, uh, has anyone found that you and your spouse have the same love language? I you were, yeah, in, we were, were. You guys do? We think.
1: You think. You mine's think. always been something else. And I took that test because I was a part of our homework. Uh-huh. And I was very surprised. I was like, I have to take this test again because so I don't know if I agree with that. And mine comes out as acts of service. And I'm like, I always thought his was quality time and mine was words of affirmation. And I'm like, we're both acts of service? We both We've taken personality tests before to understand each other. We yeah. First? Men started so, dating, so... Right. That's well, I good. I think it changes. Somehow we both have the same love like that. This is the
0: difference of getting married at 21 or getting married a little bit later. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, cares only 28, but... Oh, uh, no, like later know. on or whatever else. When you're, long. when you're that young, you're just like, oh man, we just love each other. She's so pretty, man. He's so strong. You know? And then when you get older, you're like, we need to figure out if this is compatible, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, so if you're already trapped, like you're just going to have to work out your compatibility. Okay. So, uh, cause you weren't thinking about this when you were 21 and starry eyed, were you? So, um, Okay, so for then for those of you that have receiving gifts as your primary love language, I have a question for you. Or you just know that this might be one of your love languages here. Okay, let's take some talking point right here. What's the best gift, or one of the best gifts that your spouse has uh, given you? Because I'm curious to see if it was more thoughtful or meaningful, or uh, if it was just like you know a cruise, you know uh, something that's a little more unattainable. Christina. Uh, so for my birthday, Sean got me. Bible with my Mary's last name on it, which I've been
1: asking you yeah. for for over a
0: year. Whoa. So it meant a lot. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's good. Okay. Oh, wow. So that was a that was a compliment and a dig at the.
1: Oh, all right, no, that's good. <laughs> Finally receiving gifts.
0: Right, <laughs> right, right. That was receiving gifts eventually. Eventually. That's good. But the longer you make someone wait, right, the more you appreciate it, right? If you would have just done it... Right, if you would have done it on the honeymoon, it would have been like, well, you know, okay, you know. But yeah, he got you later on, so that's good. good. How long have you guys been married now?
1: Going
0: on two years. Going on two years. Okay, because you got married in what month?
1: December.
0: December, okay, so you guys are coming up on your two years soon. All right, that's cool, good. So she's got a Bible with her last name on it, and I know that is a big deal because... Actually Dorian Bloom got my wife a Bible with her last, new last name on it. So mm-hmm. she saved me from having to, to go and do that. <laughs> go and do that receiving gift. So anybody else? Lydia? I knit on me a Bible with my married name on it like six months before we got married. Aww. So that was special. Awesome. Okay,
1: well that's just not that waiting for mine.
0: Sean and wow. Nick, you guys can have words later on. So. Yeah, that's a strong right
1: there. That was good. Yeah. That's, complicated. that's complicated. And guys, listen. If you
0: have a Christian girl, that's a great way for her to not get cold feet. Before the wedding, just get her a Bible with your last name on it and, like, you know, done. What's she going to do at that point? She can't run on you. You're not going to throw away a Bible, so what are you going to do, Sarah? <laughs> I guess you could probably it would probably might fall under acts service, but it's more of a gift to me. Okay. With every single time I shoe a wedding on a Saturday, when I come home, Jeremy makes it a point to have everything clean and put away and dishes done, so I can come home to a clean house. To me, that's a gift. Oh wow. <laughs> so, because <laughs> yeah, I come home very exhausted, and he unloads the <laughs> car for me and he takes care of everything. Carries Does he carry the, he the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: yeah. To
0: <laughs> okay, I think if we had a single story, I'd carry it right to there. But those those stairs are hard to navigate with these yeah. tiny legs, so you understand. So, um, Anybody else? Jama.
1: Um, Kara, she always gets gifts for all of us in the house. The, the shirt I'm wearing today, she was like, honey, what's your size? You know, and um, she just always, always. I like to give, but give. I don't like to get. And if That's I do thing. gifts, I'm like, oh.
0: You. <laughs> right. Most people who like to give don't like to get That's because true. the way that you show love is not the way that you want to. Yeah. So it's it's always true. true. Yeah. So that person at Chris you know, that person, I are like, yeah. the one who like gives everybody, well, you know, and they're like, yeah don't look at me. I'll, me. I'll open it later on or whatever else. So I'm just like, I don't want
1: to give <laughs> just to make sure everybody else has you know, got theirs, you know, okay. And right. Just always
0: Anybody else? This is good. Jama, nice shirt by the way.
1: Thank you, Norm. Um, something recently, stuff. You no, know, when, when you live on a budget, and stuff there's always something that comes up. But with what happened with my grandfather a couple weeks ago, I had to find an air ticket, an you know, airline ticket, really fast. Right. For preparing to move around, and stuff like she did, just you know, because I wasn't, I wasn't, I was looking at not being able to go because I was looking at a substantial airline ticket and stuff, but. Um, her to make it where i could go because i was already in, under enough stress as it was i i was already having a hard enough time and stuff I didn't get to, well, the last time i got to talk to him when I was, on, I was on vacation and stuff but she she really made it easy awesome stuff. i really i really appreciate that i had to that, that was hard yeah
0: there you go no, my, my dad <laughs> <laughs> the, guy,
1: the guys that work the guys that work with don't understand stuff when i say you know you know i ask How can you ask your wife, you know, if I it's okay to spend something? I said, Look, I said, You wanna have your marriage turn apart real quick? I said, You go spend money when you don't do the budget. Mm -hmm. And I said (laughs) I said, you'll wake up real quick. Half the guys are divorced anyway. Yeah, they, and, you make know, them the they make fun of me and because so, I, you know, is it okay and stuff like Because <laughs> wow. I don't know what she's got planned and stuff like that. Sure. She does the budget because I don't have time to do it because of my work schedule. Right? Yes,
0: yes, yes. This is a good point. Okay, guys, like, oh, I'll, I'll spend whatever I want to spend. Yeah. Okay, if you're not the one who yeah. does the budget, though, like, then you have a boss. If someone else does that budget for you and lays it out, that's the person that you need to make sure, okay? Because she might know like my, my wife always knows what bills are coming out and she's whatever, whatever. So if I just go and spend you know this X number of dollars right there, well, and then the mortgage comes out, you know, that sort of thing happens all the time. So uh, when you said, for those of you who live on a budget, everyone lives in here living on a budget, right? Yeah, we, we can all relate. Okay, all right, good. If you're not living on a budget, uh, then I've got a great book for you, uh, that, you should, that you should read and stuff. Uh, all right, next one, quality time. Quality time. Okay, now my this is just my personal opinion. I think that this is the hardest. If you are a quality time person, this is the hardest uh, to sort of figure out because everybody <laughs> likes everybody likes good time with their spouse, right? Um, so everyone obviously needs time with their spouse, right? So like if you're married to someone who's a receiving gifts person, you can't guy you can't just like skip dinner every single night, but like you know bring her a flower at the end of the week and say we're good. You know, like everyone wants their spouse around everyone wants their husband home you know that, that sort of thing um, but if your quality time here's some ways to identify it number one you re- doing joint activities really 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 mean something to you um, this so this is my this is my secondary so I like having a hobby you're doing something uh, with Sarah if it's uh, an activity like biking or if there's if there's something that we do or walking or whatever else uh, you like to do uh, some type of activity with your spouse have a joint hobby maybe um, is there anybody that you and your wife do you have uh, activity to do together, a joint hobby, or common interest that you work on that is quality time but through an activity? Anybody like that? Working on cars. No? Yeah. Anybody? He <laughs> <laughs> rides and I Oh. He rides and I
1: We Actually, we started to kind of like picking up a uh, grump We started doing that actually yesterday, trying it out just to you know, make it a cool. Extra dollar on the side. Yeah. And it's kind of cool because I'm driving and you know, we work together. You know, it really tests and helps us It was helping us to grow you know, with each other. Yeah. But it's it's kind of cool. It was a good experience to just being able to, you know, spend time with each other. Because we don't really get to spend a lot of time with each other during the week the way it is. And right. kind of gets us in the same environment for at least you
0: know, three to six hours. So. I think when guys have this, like what I have, uh, I, I want to be with Sarah, but I want to be doing something, though. So for me, so. Quality time sometimes for a lady looks like just sitting down having meaningful conversation, right? Staring deeply into each other's eyes. Um, But for guys it's typically more like you want to do do something together. So one of my favorite things is, is I love working a bus with Sarah. And um, so we we did it when we were dating for a while uh, in Texas. I, I, I love doing it because, it's, but it's something that we do together, and it's something we we really enjoy. And so I appreciate that she uh, does that with me. Um, it also can look like undivided attention. Okay, undivided attention. So do you know this that sometimes you can have a conversation with somebody. You can be living, you know, or you get ready in the morning or whatever with somebody every single morning. Get ready. With that person or whatever showing the bathroom and fighting for a sink or whatever but that's not that's not the sort of attention that we're talking about right so guys this is the hard one for us all right this is the clearing everything else and looking into our eyes right and slowing down and just having those conversations um about life and future and where things are leading and all that good stuff okay so how many of you you have uh, quality time Quality time is your sort of, okay, all right, kind of, all right, good, all right, good. How many of you are going to try to go figure out what your love language is now? Anybody? All right, okay, nobody, all right. (laughs) We're being effective, that's good to know. All right, Uh, lastly here, uh, number five, or let me back up Do the quality, let me do the talking point because I have a couple of minutes here. What constitutes quality time for you if you think that you are a... uh, quality time person. Sarah. Not necessarily being in the same room, but having
1: full attention and conversation. Undivided attention. attention. If you had the homework from last
0: week, right, guys, we're supposed to have our wives fill out five different ways in which we can show them affection. But then the follow up to that, which the ladies love was, you're supposed to sit down and have a time where you actually talked about what she uh, wrote down. And so in, in preparing for this, uh, Sarah knew it was well. She's like, okay, come on, we'll have that conversation. And I was like, okay, all right, here we go, here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, because for me, is it, I, I like doing things or whatever else. So to <laughs> stop everything else to have a conversation like that is vitally important, right, for me to make time to do. So we did. So we had a conversation about it on Monday, which was, which was fun and interesting. We learned some stuff about each other, which was good. So, if you've yet to do the homework from last week, or ladies, if you've yet to convince your guy to do the homework from last week, or if you weren't here last week, actually, got you guys. Right here, I have some of them still. If you want to uh, get one of these, it's the week two homework where you ask your wife five ways when she can show affection. And on that note, Jama leaves. No. Uh, and so, we're gonna, you can talk about that as well right there. So. No, he's going out there to take care of an acts of service for the church. All right. Uh, physical touch right here um, is um, the fifth of the uh, love languages. not that they're any like particular order, but just as listed as number five, okay uh, is physical touch. And so if this is your love language, um, you know holding hands in, the, in public, putting your arm around uh, her or him. Um those sort of things are really, really important to the person. So um, it is an affectionate touch. And then also, this is one of the more important things too, is, is it is a timely touch. So sensing when, uh, I remember um, I was listening to an older couple. They were just talking about married life and stuff. They, they were coming up on their 50th anniversary is what it was. And she was saying um, that what her husband does really well is he understands like when she's having a bad day or whatever or if she's had you know rough time or whatever that kind of thing and you know he'll come by and just put his arm around her he just kind of squeezes her hand as he's walking by you know just for a couple seconds or whatever else and she said that speaks the world to me what was she was saying then which i didn't recognize as a 24 year old single guy was that her her love language is, is physical touch and that timely touch of him just affirming her um, recognizing that she has a bad day, right? Recognizing that she needed a hug at that moment or whatever else went a long ways, a marathon distance for her. And not that it, it didn't solve a thing, it didn't change any of the circumstances whatsoever, uh, but internally it just put her at peace because uh, he was speaking her language. So in, clues, in conclusion, let me just say this. Typically what happens is for most marriages, if we just... just Interviewed a hundred couples just out in Rio Rancho anywhere right typically what happens is is there's a lot of of um, Communication interaction going back and forth right most of the time It's not the same way and every once in a while you, you speak their language and boom that's a lot like wow That's so great. that's so great, you know, whatever but most of the time. It's just it's trying without any real strategy, right? There's no formula to it. So uh, You know even a broken clock is right twice a day, right is that what they say so For most people, they don't really know or identify any of these things, but if we're going to be intentional spouses who are trying to exceed our uh, husband or wife's needs, then we need to be able to identify what their need is, right? And then work to uh, recognize.